Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Clydesdale Media Bible Study, where we are reading the Bible in a year. Uh, it's so good to see everybody already in the chat. Amy, Kenneth, Elise, Zoe. Um, welcome, everyone, to the show. Um, it has been a crazy, crazy week uh, as we get prepared to head to the CrossFit Games in a very short amount of time. Uh, my bandwidth is getting very, very small. I have not done the reading for today yet. Uh, again, usually I read right before bed. And so that is what I'm going to do tonight. Also, you can see the live call-in number across the bottom of the screen. If anybody has any comments or something they would like to discuss, they are more than welcome to call in and we can chat with them live on the channel. So, this week, we read through Genesis 25 through 40, as well as Matthew 10 through 13, verse 58. Uh, that's, that's where I got to, still got to do today. That does not include today's reading. Um, so I wanted to, first of all, open us up with prayer. I will do that now. Dear Lord, thank you so much for giving us this vehicle to talk about you, your word, and all the things that you're doing in our lives. Um, it's amazing that people from all over the world are jumping in on this chat. I cannot thank you enough uh, for using me and this vehicle to do so. Please open us, open our hearts to hear what you have for us tonight, what you want us to discuss, what you want us to learn. Uh, we are here with open minds and open hearts uh, to take everything we can for you. With that, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so, good to see that uh, Kenneth is got behind a little too. Had to double up today. Uh, and that's okay. That's kind of the beauty of this Bible study is no day is so big that if you miss a day, it's not too hard to kind of catch back up um, really quick uh, just by doing a little bit extra on one day. So, uh, and then occasionally you'll get a day that doesn't have, it's not much reading at all. And those are the days that are great if you need to catch up uh, by doing a, a little bit extra. So what I want to do first, pardon me, is uh, I don't know where Mama Switzer is, Elise. I'm sorry. Um, she had her class reunion last night. So I'm betting she is exhausted because she is one of the main planners for that. And um, I know my daughter went up to do the photography for that. So it was a whole big family affair. Hopefully she'll be on uh, sometime during the time we're on the air. If not, I'm sure she'll catch up uh, and she'll be with us live most of the time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some of the comments in Discord from earlier in the week uh, so we can address them a little bit more fully. Um, if you have anything that you would like to talk about, go ahead and shoot those in the chat or call us on the live call-in number. I'd like to thank Kenneth for putting out more and more resources every week uh, that you can use to catch up with things. Um, the, the Bible Project stuff is, is amazing, uh, so be sure to check that out. It's all out there in Discord. And if you have not already signed up for Discord, please shoot me a message. I'll get you the link. We'll get you on Discord where we can have the chats throughout the week. <laughs> so 
Uh, we're going to start with a comment made by Sue earlier in the week where she put in the quote, and if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I say to you, I will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. And Sue asks, I thought we were supposed to forgive. And I think that's a really good question. Um, but Amy, Amy comes in with a rebuttal saying, so at this point, Jesus was sending his disciples out to preach to the Jews. He was letting them know that prophecy had been fulfilled. Jesus is basically saying, tell them what's going on. But if they refuse to listen, then move on to others that will. It's about being receptive to the message. I hope that helps. I also think that we have to remember that for, for all of us, at some point, there will be a judgment day. And did we take what Jesus was offering, and that is full forgiveness with his death on the cross? And if we, if you, we don't accept that, then the judgment is on us and us alone. And so um, I think that also is part of what Jesus is saying here. These people, you're giving them the opportunity to receive grace. And if they refuse that, then they will be judged on their actions alone and not on what Jesus had done for them. And that's the beauty of what Jesus has done for us. He's taken away all those sins and made it so when judgment day comes for us, uh, we are we are judged on him, not on us. And um, I think that is really important uh, in that part of the story. So Amy goes on to ask, and Amy's in the chat if she wants to clarify any of this. Uh, what does everyone think of Joseph telling his brothers about his dreams? So I'm going to stop there because I actually thought about this as well as I was reading. And that is that, you know, when you have siblings or when you have a family that you're really close to and you, you get this gift where you get these, these dreams and um, you want to tell everybody, right? You want to tell, uh, you want to tell your brothers, you want to tell your father, all these things that are going on because you're so excited that you've been given this gift. I think what Joseph lacked is the ability to read the room. Um, as we get further into the story, um, we learn that he, he struggles, uh, because he, he is so excited all the time and wants to share the good news of his dreams and all this stuff. But his brothers look at it as him, um, almost belittling them and what, and what they, what they have. So, um, I, I found that cool too, Amy, and I wanted to bring that up. Also, what do you think about Jacob having a favorite son and encouraging his son to rat on his brothers? <sighs> I mean, I, I kind of see that. I So, you know, as a parent, you never want to have a favorite child. And th th at least that's how we're conditioned today. Um, so I think it is, if we try to place um, Jacob in what we kind of look at parenthood as today, um, 
it do, it doesn't mesh up with um, what we have going on with us. The other thing you have to remember is at this time, the men had several wives. Um, and so they had several children to different wives and all of that meaning something different in the heir to their family name. And so it was natural to maybe have a favorite because that son meant more in your lineage than another son. <clears throat> and so, and Kenneth points out only one child got the inheritance, um, took back, only one child got the inheritance back in those days. So uh, you almost had to pick a favorite son. So with that, um, that's kind of where I am. The ratting on, on the other sons, I, I don't even know where or what I think about that. If Amy, if you have any other further thoughts on that, please shoot them in. Yeah. Um, the oldest was probably, and usually the favorite, um, and that is true, but it not necessarily the case. Um, but yes, the majority of the time that was the case. So then, um, later in the week in discord, Sue also had a question and it's, so I have absolutely no idea what relevance anything I have read in Genesis this week has to me. Um, and, and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with when they're just trying to find their faith is how the Bible speaks to them. And I thought Amy had a great response uh, that, that that's okay. Not everything will resonate. Um, and she says, do you have brothers and sisters? Have you ever felt favored or not? Um, and that Amy tries to look at themes, pride, jealousy, et cetera, and reflect on how those things occur in my life. Uh, and I think that that, that was a great way to explain that, Amy, and I want to thank you for, for putting yourself out there to sue for that. Because I do think that, I think sometimes when you're first trying to find what your faith is, what who God is, what role Jesus plays in your life, you're looking for all the answers. And sometimes you just have to, you have to sit back and let them come to you. Um, and one theme that I'm going to talk about a little bit later in this is that, you know, things are done in God's time, not our time. And you just have to, and I think looking at the themes of the stories is probably the best way to start to understand some of the things that, that God is trying to teach. Um, and we have to remember that Jewish law in the Old Testament was a very different thing than what the Christian law is today. And a lot of, a lot of things had to be explained um, through parables and stories, which is one thing that I wanted to get into. Um, so why, why do you think Jesus in the New Testament uses so many parables? And I think it's because if you look at the Old Testament, a lot of what we're being told through the Old Testament are done in story form, like a parable. And that that is what um, 
the Jewish community was used to at that time. And so for Jesus to, to explain to them, he had to do it through a means that they were used to and therefore doing it in parables. So I, I throw that out to you guys to get your thoughts on that. And the last thing I wanted to bring in from, from Discord is uh, Brent had kind of shared a really cool story, which kind of shows the difference in um, the Jewish religion to what we are experiencing as a Christian religion today. And that is he had taken a trip to Brooklyn last year with his family where they stayed in a Jewish part of town. He became very curious and stumbled on a woman on Instagram that posted things about her family and their religion. This all to say that um, this time through Genesis, all the names and tribes I found interesting. And that is because this Jewish lady from Brooklyn said her family was from the tribe of X and her husband was from the tribe of Y. And it blew him away to connect the two like that. Can you imagine taking your lineage all the way back to biblical times um, and what tribe that you are related to all the way back then? Um, and so while sometimes we see the frustration when we're going back and reading the Bible today with all the lineage being described in the Bible, for the Jewish community, that is something that they are very tied to uh, going back through through that lineage to see where they came from, what tribe they've come from, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought that was a really cool story to share. Uh, Kenneth jumps in with, uh, had to use the most common, easiest way to talk to the masses, different education, profession levels, et cetera. Um, and then he also says, genealogy is important to a point because it eventually is going to lead to Jesus as a son of, I believe it was Jacob and in the prof in the prophecy. Yeah, there are a lot of prophecies in the Old Testament that Jesus, and I think even in the reading I did yesterday, uh, he even says that uh, this, for this, uh, completes the prophecy of so-and-so. Uh, and, and Jesus points that out a lot, that when he does an act, how that completed a prophecy from um, something that, ha that came up in the Old Testament. So, um, so there's that. Also, the one, the one last thing that I have in my notes to share tonight is there's this theme with Joseph and previously with Abraham that when you put your full faith in God, he is always there to make sure you see success. And the Bible points this out a lot. Um, it may not seem like it in the moment, but in the right time, and when I say right time, in God's time, it all comes to fruition. And so I think that that is uh, a theme that I'm getting in Genesis, where you see these two men that are fully committed to God and how God takes care of them, no matter what's going on. Um, and this week where Joseph is dropped in a cistern. Um, people come, they buy him as a slave. He's living uh, 
in a new land in a castle. And there, uh, uh, the king's wife um, accuses him of rape. He goes to prison. None of it being true, but God takes care of him and gives him dreams that are eventually, as we see through this next week's reading, are going to be what gets him out of um, that prison and eventually makes him a very powerful person in that in that kingdom. So thoughts on how, and this is what I'm, this is like something that Amy would say in her response. This is where I say, this is a theme of giving it up to God, that when we try to control things, uh, it is, uh, when we try to control things, things don't go as well or as easy. When we, like Joseph and Abraham, give it up to God, he's going to take care and make sure that we see success. Um, and I think the same thing goes for Jacob when um, when he was trying to be screwed over by his father-in-law and, and said, you get the striped animals, and then there's a bunch of striped animals, and he changes his mind to the speckled and so on and so forth, and God keeps making sure that whatever he says um, Jacob is going to be taken care of with plenty of livestock. Um, and so it's kind of a theme throughout Genesis that when you put your full faith in God, he is going to make sure that you succeed. He is going to make sure that everything is plentiful for you. Um, and in every case in Genesis where someone tries to do it themselves, they end up in a world of hurt. Um, so I think that that's a major theme through what we've seen in Genesis so far. Um, Kenneth says, when we worry about controlling things ourselves, it takes away from God's presence in a way. Totally, totally agree. Elise says, we now have trouble being fully faithful followers today. Could you imagine have been in some of the situations they were in and having to remain fully faithful? it should be easier for us. Uh, Amy says, regarding shaking the dust off, also I relate it to sharing the gospel. You can't keep hounding someone. You plant the seed, then you move on. Hopefully someone else comes along and waters, etc. And if you listen to the parable, hopefully it lands on fertile ground and not on a walking path or something like that. So where it can take root like a good mustard seed and grow. So that is all I have from this week's reading, uh, collecting thoughts from you all, as well as some of my own uh, and sharing that. If anybody else has anything they would like to share in the comments or call in to the live call-in number, we can do that now. And Elise says, planting the seed story. Yeah, the parable that Jesus used to talk about that some people are going to be super excited at first, but there's no way for it to grow roots and to continue to grow. Um, others, it may take a minute, but it will take hold and, and grow much better. And others, the birds will just come down and eat the seed and fly away with it. Yeah. <laughs>
Kenneth also says seven came up again. Um, can you share where you're seeing this, Ken? So I can make sure I reference it correctly. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Seven years, Esau or Jacob, forget which one, had to work for Laban. Yes, that was Jacob working uh, the fields to uh, earn the right to be able to marry the daughters um, there. So, yep, that is seven for sure. And he did it uh, three times um, and never truly got the payoff uh, of becoming free after that. But remain faithful to God and God remain faithful to him. So that, again, is all that I have for this week. Again, once we get past the games, I'm hoping to have uh, a lot more special stuff going on with this where I can bring some people on as guests for the week where we talk about uh, things like this. Um, but yeah, this is all I have this week. Uh, Elise is going to call. Oh, no. She's calling. Elise, can you hear me? Hello? I'll hold on. One second. Had you on mute. Now can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. I had a planting the seed story that I had just heard this week that I thought might be good to share. Well, I would love for you to share. And I had went to a summit this week to go to uh, like a group for kids ministry. And one of the teachers there has been a Sunday school teacher for, for many years. And she said, and we were talking about planting the seed and like the difference you make in kids, even if you don't feel like you are sometimes, you don't even feel like they're listening half the time, especially at the age that we teach is preschool or pre-K. And she said that she used to have a group of Hispanic kids that would come in and she said she could barely understand them. And then, and they could, they couldn't hardly understand her. It was their, they could speak some English, but you know, it was their second language. And they would, they had uh, someone that would bring them in on Wednesdays for like a one-on-one class. And she would have them sing songs and stuff. And they would always gripe, oh, I don't want to sing these songs again. And they never wanted to be there. And she said she was at something, an event, like over 10 years later. And she and the event had food trucks there. And one of them was a Hispanic food truck and Mexican food's her favorite. And she went up and she ordered and she gave him the order. And he said, for Miss Amanda, right? And Jesus loves me, right? And she said, huh? And she said, how'd you know my name? And he said, you're Miss Amanda and Jesus loves me, right? And she just burst into tears because she didn't even know that they were even understanding what she was saying or anything. And this kid, that, that boy, worked at that food truck and 10 years later that was like he took that away the she would always tell her tell him my name's miss amanda and don't forget jesus loves you and that just really um stuck with me this week so i thought i'd share it with you guys i think that is an incredible story and another thing like in the moment she never got that feedback but in god's time she did 
Mm-hmm. And she even went as far as to say, like, she would have, she also got to where she was dreading that evening because they just, they almost hated it. Like, they didn't want to go and they were, had trouble communicating with, especially two of them. There were two that were younger that were twins and they really just didn't speak much English. And so it was just like, she felt defeated and she was getting to where she didn't even enjoy it. And so, yeah, that was just like a planting the seed. You never know that what you're doing is, is more than what you feel like it is what you're doing. So. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing. At least that was awesome. You're getting great feedback in the comments. Um, oh, says awesome. Thanks. Amy Stanton says, love that. And mama Switzer makes an appearance. Awesome. Hey, mama Switzer. Moment. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great week. Thank you. Talk soon. You're welcome. Please. Okay. Bye. Night. Well, that's great. I love when people call in and share. That's incredible. Um, and that was an incredible story. Well, with that, if there's nothing further, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, I know this is a little bit um, a little bit short. But again, once we get through the games, and I know Amy asked if anybody else was going to the games. Amy, are you going to the games? Uh, I'm going to the games uh, next, a week from tomorrow. I'll be driving to Madison, Wisconsin um, to start the coverage of the CrossFit Games. And please pray for me. Uh, we're going to try to do some really cool stuff and hopefully God will be with me along the way. And hopefully I get to meet Amy Stanton in person. Have we met before, Amy? Your name sounds so familiar. Anyway, um, with that, I will close us. I would love to meet people in real life. Yes, yes. So we've never met in person. Okay, cool. Well, we get to meet in a week, hopefully. Okay, through Cheryl, yes. All right, cool, very cool. Um, I knew I recognized your name somewhere. So with that, uh, I'm going to bid everybody adieu for the evening. Um, it's been a crazy day. I don't know if you saw my Instagram today, but we got a storm of storms. Hail, um, my beautiful hibiscus trees in my backyard were bent over sideways, uh, and all the beautiful flowers were blown off of it, but I still have a lot of buds left. So hopefully, uh, they will those will bloom now um, after the storm. And if, it was crazy, like just crazy, crazy storm. And then the sun is shining now, beautiful. Um, it cooled off tremendously. All the humidity has gone. Um, so it's funny how God gives you the storm and then the, the beautiful calm after the storm. Uh, and it was, it was amazing. So, yeah, I love hibiscus trees too, Kenneth. Uh, I never thought I'd be a flower guy. We have, it's a, it's a, crazy cool story. We have two hibiscus trees off our back deck. One is purple and one is pink. And then uh, a seed fell, talk about planting seeds, a seed fell in between the two. So we got a third hibiscus tree to start growing um, in between the two, but it is flowering white. So the pink and the purple uh, are forming 
uh, are forming a white hibiscus tree in the middle. So, so yeah, try some in tea. Huh. I would have to drink tea for me to try that, Elise. <laughs> I'm more of a coffee guy. So with that, uh, that was a pretty cool story. Um, Kenneth got some hibiscus sun tea finishing up right now. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that like a Hawaiian type thing? Because or, or, that's where the hibiscus is kind of from, right? Well, I will um, close this out in prayer, and then we will get together next week. The following week's going to be a little sketchy. Uh, please look at Discord for when we may or may not meet the week after um, next. Because Sunday night, we'll meet next week, and then Monday morning, I head to the games. I will probably be en route back home next Sunday night. So that is not going to work, and we'll, we'll figure something out. How, what we're going to do there. Um, but with that, I'll, I'll get it out on the Discord, whatever we're going to do. With that, uh, bow your heads and thank you, Lord, uh, for bringing us all together, for being able to share some of these awesome stories that you're involved with, um, showing how you planted seeds years ago and how they've come to full um, blooming fruits uh, in today's, in today. So, Thank you so much for illustrating that and letting Elise share that with us. Thank you so much for having everybody here and open to your word and open to what you have to teach us. And be with us through this week to keep us safe and so that we can meet again next week and share what we've learned through the next part of your reading. In your name we pray, amen. Uh, so yeah, Elise, Sunday, August 6th, that is the sketchy night that I most likely will not be able to meet. Um, I will figure out either we'll meet a day or two later uh, and catch up and then we'll just do it. Then we'll get back on the Sunday schedule after that or, um, or whatever. I think that's probably what makes the most sense at this point. Uh, we'll record an episode We'll record an episode uh, a couple nights later, and if you can't make it live, that's that's okay, and you can just watch it on replay or whatever you need to do. And but I will let you know fully what we're gonna do once I figure out when I get back home and stuff like that. So, with that, thank you everybody for being here. Um, can't wait to meet you, Amy, at the games, and we will see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Bible Study. Good night, everyone. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview. <laughs>